Crow! Jesus, Mitch, your mic peaked so much over Discord there, I couldn't hear anything, so it was just a sporadic cutting in and out of screaming, kind of like the people locked in my basement. Okay. Nichiwa, everybody, and welcome to episode 41 of Talking Anime, Sax, Drugs, and City Pop. Um, Sky cannot be with me today, sadly, but luckily or not, uh, I am not alone today. I did bring some backup to pull through this live action masterpiece. Uh, Gachi, Gachi, what is up, brother? How's she going, eh? Not much, man. Just smoked a joint, bought a hooker, and I'm ready to go buy a child off the dark web. No, God! No, God, please, no, 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 no! <laughs> okay, it sounds like another beautiful day in uh, Gachi land uh, <laughs> when you get your hookers and your children and your blow, you know? Of course, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, Mitch, I've got to ask before we start the episode, what is the most, like, casually offensive thing you've ever done to someone that you didn't intend to do? Because mine would have to be mistaking a Mexican man for a a Japanese man. (laughs) No, I think um, probably um, would be uh, mistaking a... uh, Because uh, working in uh, my town, I work with a lot of Jamaican and a bunch of other offshore guys. Well, yeah, you work in a weed factory. (laughs) <laughs> well, I also, I worked, uh, before that I was doing, uh, in a vegetable greenhouse and, you know, get all the, you know, offshore dudes to come and do all the slave work in the, uh, greenhouse, you know, you know, picking up the vegetables and shit. And when it's like a hundred degrees outside yep. and, uh, yeah, so mist- accidentally mistaken a St. Lucian dude for a dude from Jamaica. They got really offended that I said that. Okay, so it's just it's just Argentinians and Brazilians. I get it. Yeah. So just to let everybody know that uh, again here at Talk Anime um, Network, we do not condone uh, the uh, the actions that are just about to happen. But goddamn it, it's going to be fun. So trigger warning will be in effect for anyone who gets offended. So this is the episode where we try not to get canceled talking about a interesting french film because it's art you know what and, when uh, i go to grab my 357 magnum i hope i grab an unconscious dude's <laughs> penis <laughs> um, so today we are talking about the uh french live action version of city hunter which is gotcha do you want to tell lovely people listening the title of the movie well uh, the title of the movie is a. Uh... Nicky Larson, Le, Cuba, uh, Le Parfum de Cubard, and it is, um, it is a live-action adaptation of Tsukasa Hojo's hit manga from the 80s, City Hunter, which is a personal favorite manga and anime of mine. And, and the honestly, whole premise is a guy that's way too horny for women gets turned gay. <laughs> yes, and, uh, you know, it's a French, a French film, so it's art. You know what, I'm and, just convinced uh, in that bottle, all they had was just, like, roofies. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like that. This this movie, oh my god, 
there's something about this movie that is just uh it's just uh, it's 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 so good but before we get into the nitty-gritty uh of the uh french film uh gaji has there been anything you've been reading or watching lately uh of note uh, not particularly. I've kind of been, like, on a vibe case, other than, like, rewatching the best bits of City Hunter and, like, planning, writing my manga. Other than that, it's, uh, it's been pretty slow. Mm. And working a lot. Mm. Maybe I'll tell some stories yeah. about shit I've seen and dealt with. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh... Before I, I talk about what I've watched, uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself because you are uh, a first-time uh, guest on this show. So, uh, fill us in on uh, the nitty-gritty that is Gachi. Uh, I'm like Sky, except I have good taste. I'm a little bit more racist. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, yes, uh, it is. All jokes aside, I am a uh, VTuber and content creator that does streams on weird, cursed, niche shit and uh, videos on, like, old, like, fucked up anime. Um, did a recent review on Midori, which did pretty well, so I am planning on doing another one. I'm also an aspiring mangaka and working on my own manga titled Don't Fear the Reaper. Ooh. I, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, the premise of it is a bunch of motorcycle gang members uh, decide to start killing superheroes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dope. So kind of like a uh, darker, like kind of like the boys, basically. Imagine if the boys, uh, imagine if like, like the cast of the boys was set in the My Hero world. Except it actually oh. made logical sense. <laughs> oh, no, this is, this sounds very intriguing. I am very interested in checking this out. Oh, I am I am very excited. I'm just uh, working on the manuscripting stage right now and getting the first volume plotted out so I can send it off to my artist, which we will yeah, link man. in the show notes so we can get some shit sent out so you can give uh, my artist some love. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and if you ever need somebody to come on and voice it for your videos, if you're doing uh, reads, let me know. I'll gladly come on and voice for you. Dude, that'd be awesome. Uh, actually, you know what? Upon further reflection, it'd be closer to Sons of Anarchy and uh, and, like... My hero mixed. Ooh, ooh, those are two things I do enjoy. So I am. S that sounds fucking dope as hell. And uh, so yeah, uh, what? I, I mean, the other thing people should uh, be aware of is that you are also the cohort to uh, our second show on this so-called uh, combined sister universe network thing. Uh, you are currently the DM of our uh, Isekai, our fifth age D and D in future sci-fi kind of. You know, we got a little bit of like eighties action, a little bit of like anime feel to it. So it's yeah, if Stargate and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven had sex and were good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's you know it's been a blast. I've been enjoying it. You know, uh, getting. Uh, you know, play with everybody and uh, get to try something a little bit different, you know, for something like a and d kind of environment. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I've been playing D&D &D for years, and uh, I actually might have a possible sponsorship lined up in the future, which I will not name now for us, which we will play Ooh, at dope. some point a little bit in the later futures. Oh, that's dope. So, yeah, if you guys want to check out the madness that is uh, Isekai'd, 
Um, you can check us out on, uh, we stream now, uh, for our content. Uh, it will probably be Fridays, uh, 6 p.m. Yeah. East, uh, 6 p.m. Western or 9 p.m. Eastern. And if you're somewhere else, sorry, but you'll have to figure it out for yourself because I really don't want to fucking pull up time zones right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, we'll be like the week we record, it'll be coming out like the week after on uh, VOD podcasting and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, the the last stream we did, um, let's just not talk about it because the 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 gay person got homophobic and the black person got racist. It was good fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, of course, when that drops, uh, of course, that part will be edited out. If you but, want the lives, uh, go might... to my YouTube channel and just go to about yeah. a hun- minute, uh, hour and 21 minutes to an hour and 51 minutes. If you just want yeah. the most off-the-wall, <laughs> casual offensiveness ever. <laughs> yeah, there there has been there has been counters that were put into place, and the numbers were not low. I believe I believe we had a racism, a sexism, a homophobic counter. It was not a. It was listen. I'm not no. homophobic or racist, but good God, was that just the most cursed segment yeah. of D and D I've had since well, a long time? Since I met a bunch yeah. of people on 4chan and played with them. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh it turned into like a Reddit feed but with a D&D. <laughs> uh more like more like something you'd find on like slash poll. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you guys want to check that out, you're going to check that out uh links below to uh, Gachi's YouTube channel where you can uh check out the uh anarchy that was our last session. Listen, there was Mike, course- there was Michael Myers Eldritch Horrors, Snake Plissken, clones, um a flesh tunnel. A flesh. Yeah, we went in Chris's flesh tunnel. <laughs> She'll be listening to this right now, and be like, "Oh my god!" Just like she did in the stream. <laughs> I believe that was in the curse segment, actually. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> if you can't yeah. tell, we're all good friends, and you got to learn how to take things as a joke. Yeah, and it was. It was a good time, and of course, uh, we'll. You know, future streams and stuff, it'll be a little bit like toned down, but it not. won't be as bad as that stream got. Because here, we're not trying to get canceled on any platform. Listen, so. there's a reason I refuse to stream on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, I have been watching. Holy shit! I watched Fairy Tale. Well, uh, you're on one watch, strike watched... in the bad territory. I've uh, my wife wanted to watch it, so we've just been watching it. It's a thing with I've been watching with my wife when I'm at work. I've been watching One Piece when I can. Listen, just give um, her City I'm, Hunter, and she'll make you a sandwich because she won't want to <laughs> watch it. <laughs> no, she won't want to watch it. I'll, she'll just be off doing something else. Uh, I've been uh, yeah, I'm on episode finally made it to episode 100 on Fairy t- or on One Piece. So good. I'd be mad if your I'm, fairy tale I'm, progress is faster than your One Piece progress. I'm not proud to say, but my fairy tale progress is a little bit higher. All right, end the podcast. Place of City Pop. Play <laughs> Get Wild from City Hunter because we're ending it. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, um, I've mainly uh, been consuming manga a lot more than I have been uh, anime. So I've been. Uh, I'm caught up on Candy Flurry. Which is a really interesting, like, battle shonen, but with like candy and food as weapons. So it's just it's just the um, whole cake island arc from One Piece. <laughs> yeah, and it's just you know the main chick's got this like lollipop thing that she does, and it's 
Okay, so we, cool. we've left One Piece and hit Lollipop Chainsaw. Good to know. It's, We're really, it's, we've really degraded our quality here. It is all over the fucking place on this fucking... And it's new to, like, it's just on... I think chapter... It's only, like, 12 chapters deep right now. <laughs> and uh, I've... I've been in it since the beginning. Um, I've been reading... I'm caught up on The Elusive Samurai, which is another actually really good fucking manga. See, I'm It gets just, pretty fucking I'm just dark. genuinely mad at the point that you're reading all this new shit, and then I've recommended you my favorite manga, and you never finished <laughs> it. You just kind of dropped it and never continued reading it. Speaking of which, go read Boy Edge Hotel. I, it's great. Yes. Um, it is a really good manga. I do have to pick it back up. I know I was like roughly halfway through. Uh, to finishing it. It's only seven, so, it's only like six, I think he made a bonus chapter just so it hits 69 chapters in the serialization. Yeah, I, I made it to like 30, I'm on like chapter, I'm on chapter like 30, I think. Did you so hit, did you hit could, the, uh, sorry ladies, I'm gay scene yet? Yes, yes. <laughs> For yes. reference, there's one scene, there's like this assassin shooting at like a bunch of drug dealers, and they're all like these hot chicks, right? They they hold up a sign, and it's like, I'll show you my tits if you, I was like, we'll show you our tits if you don't kill us, and he just says, sorry ladies, I'm gay, and kills one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that, I was loving that manga because there was the robot who could spray a perfume that could cause a woman's period to oh, stop yeah. for a week. <laughs> yeah, and he's got the robot dick. <laughs> I love that manga so much Uh, So yeah, that was a really good manga Um, I I caught up on uh, uh, the Chojin Chojin? Axe? Yes, Captain Shin Yeah, Yeah, that was Oh my god I'm I'm reading this manga And the dude shows up He's got this really tiny face And this big fucking head With this chin that's like made of stone that it's just like oh my god his chin is huge and I had to share it in our isekai group because I'm like we need a villain like this or an NPC who's just got a massive chin this guy just he puts the crimson chin to shame yes yes so I caught up on that and then I started reading um let me pull up my app because there was a couple new ones I just started reading because they just started coming out um, I'm reading the Hunters Guild Red Hood, which is um, they're sounds- basically fighting uh, werewolves and shit. Okay, I was gonna sound- say it sounds like a sex parody of uh, Batman. <laughs> no, there is a sex parody of Batman that I have watched. Uh, there's several, <laughs> and they're all great. Don't yes. at me. Yes, the Adam West one was the best. Did you, did you <laughs> never then, see uh, the porn parody of the Adam West Batman? Yes, I have seen oh the, my God. the parody of that. They have, it they is have the, the best. costumes. Like, it's so fucking bad. <laughs> Cesar Romero Joker, like the Joker that has like the painted mustache. Yeah. He straight up just doesn't yeah. have it painted. It's just like a porn stash. He's just wearing <laughs> yeah. a fucking gimp suit. <laughs> yeah, fucking. So yeah, this show, this episode's gonna be all over the fucking place because it's just literally us just shooting the shit listen this is what happens when you get like the one guy that browses too much alex jones and the other guy that's just too baked to care (laughs) yeah and that's exactly what's going on right now because i got a nice bait going so and of course i'm reading uh neru our uh it's a new manga where it's like uh martial arts is like the big thing so yeah uh yes like dragon ball z without wow piang young actually effective for once in their pitiful existences 
I, if you can't yeah, tell, I have a disdain for Chinese martial arts. Uh, yeah, fucking um, yeah. And the the one thing I've been watching too, I just found this channel on YouTube. It's uh, it's just these guys that like show off like cool like fighting techniques with swords and stuff. It's fucking dope as hell. The flashier it is, the less effective it is. Keep that in mind. Buddy. Um, <laughs> he's like. The guy's like, you know in uh, movies where they have like the uh, a big like long claymore and stuff and it's always slow? Like they're showing you like techniques that this thing moves like someone's like wielding like a one handed dagger. It's like this shit's actually a lot fucking well, easier yeah, to do the average the, the average movies. weight for claymore is only like three point five kilograms if I'm remembering right. So keep in mind that's seven mm. pounds. That's less than an AR that's about, yeah. actually pretty close to the same weight as an AR fifteen. And those aren't fucking like mm. heavy. I fucking hate because no. I had to sell mine because of the fucking government. <laughs> and now, uh, before this goes down into an Alex Jones uh, conspiracy, <laughs> you know they're, they're turning all the frogs gay. Uh, we're gonna slip back into. Uh, Listen, I just want to uh, channel my inner city hunter and uh, crossplay Falcon with two real life grenade launchers. <laughs> and with that being said, uh, we're going to slip into the lovely review for this movie. So cue the whatever sound clip I'm putting in. Alright, now that we've and, uh, done my horrible rendition. <laughs> so, Gachi, uh, let's talk a little bit about the anime that's inspired by this uh, movie, and then we'll go into the movie uh, itself, the one that we are going to be reviewing. So, let's talk a little bit about City Hunter. God, I fucking love City Hunter. It's okay. The premise of this is you have a guy, and he shoots really good. And he's very horny. And then his friend is killed. So his friend's little sister joins him to be like, because he works as like a like a hitman, private eye kind of thing in like Shinjuku. And this guy's so fucking scary. They're like any new yakuza or biker gang that wants to move into Shinjuku just pays him a tribute. And he's like, they're like, yeah, we won't fuck with the town too much. Just please don't destroy us. And that's yeah. The I I, per- I I personally haven't seen. City Hunter, but I, I I mean like I've played the um, I played Jump Force, and I have played the uh, the main character from the anime, and it's I'm pretty dope ass fucking character to play. I'm pretty sure I'm and... the world's highest ranked Rio Saiba player in Jump Force. Oh, nice. I my main in Jump Force is uh, I either play Zoro or Sasuke. I got really good with both of them. Listen, listen. Zoro's. If you play, if you like Naruto, listen. I don't dislike you as a person, but I think less of you. <laughs> I mean, like Naruto is on like my top twenty. It's not like my top top anime that I like. I like a lot of other good anime, but you know, just a random character. You know, I threw into my team. I was for yes, the longest time. And the I was basis playing... for the entire emo movement of the mid twenty, like twenty tens, early twenty tens. <laughs> and then I, w- I was, uh, yeah, I-, I always play Zoro because Zoro is like one of my favorite anime characters, and it's always Zoro and Vegeta are like my two characters on my team. 
Okay. Because I'm just I, fucking fan I have a sin to admit. I never got into fucking Dragon Ball. I don't know. Like, I watched it as a kid, but, like, I tried rewatching it now, and it's at the point where the self, like, people can't, like, f- fucking make a bridge to it, because Goku's such a self-parody of himself at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just yeah, can't get is. into it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's one of those animes that I, I don't suggest uh, it to, like, new anime fans. I'm like, y- you need to, like, work your way into, like, newer anime, get used to the nicer shit before I send you on something that has, like, a lot of fucking filler of, like, an early 80s, Listen, you know, early 90s anime. It's no anime. Dominion Tank Police, but I can respect it. No. I just don't like it. <laughs> and, yeah, so... What, uh, how did you come across, uh, when did you first come across City Hunter? Well, <clears throat> I was playing Jump Force and I'm like, I've seen this guy. Now, what the fuck is he from? And I was pondering that. And I went to the bar and continued pondering it. I was talking to a girl and then it got really boring. So I'm like, all right, let's pull out my phone. And I'm like, cool city pop music. And then the fucking City Hunter opening pop. I'm like, I've seen this guy in Jump Force. I knew I'd seen him somewhere, right? So I'm like, the fuck is this from? City Hunter. And then two days later, not having a shower, I've eaten all my snacks in my fridge, I've smoked all my weed, I've drank all my beer, and I've caught up to City Hunter. <laughs> Damn. And that's, like, how many episodes is in uh, the uh, City Hunter uh, anime? I want to say, like, 150, and then, like, uh, two, like, eight movies. Damn. 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 Not counting the gloriousness that is uh, the Nicky Larson lip, uh, Parafum de Cupid <laughs> or, uh, or um, the Jackie Chan City Hunter. Mm. And of course we'll be talking about the Nicky Larson uh, version because that's the movie that we literally just got done watching before recording. So it's super fresh to talk about. So Yeah, you know what? If you're going to watch it, I recommend grabbing yourself a cold one and uh, getting some Chipotle uh, cheese um, potato wedges to eat while you watch it. Mm. Or, you know, you'd be like me, just uh, have an energy drink and a bo- couple bong rips, and uh, you enjoy it, you know? Have a good time. Fucking love potato wedges. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, fuck, dude. So, obviously, watching the anime and the manga and everything else. Uh, so, let's let's talk about this glorious movie, this... Listen, the movie cold opens. The movie cold opens with a fucking dick grab. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're definitely off to uh, a fantastic start when uh, a dick grab is used and mixed in with some beautiful fight scene choreography. And that's like the one thing about this movie that I give the props to is that the choreography and the fight scenes are just so fucking good and. The music is like another selling point about this movie. It's just the soundtrack is so fucking good. Oh, the cinematography in this movie makes me bust a nut every time I watch it. I'm definitely going to watch this movie again because this is just such a good fucking movie. That and then fucking... True. And then the, the next best thing is the random anime references that you get through sprinkled out throughout this movie. Like, there's one That's scene like, where a guy is in a bath, and he's holding a crab up, and it pans in the background, and you see a crusader on a boat, and that's a reference to Saint Seiya, because in the French, uh, the name for it literally translates to crusader on a raft, if I remember right, and then the crab bites him in the dick. That's That just yeah. sums up this movie. 
It pinches him in the dick. And there's there's a scene where um, so one of the like big celebrity uh, appearances in this movie not is Megan uh, Fox. Pamela and- no, not Megan Fox. It's Jessica Fox. Yeah. And um, she <laughs> she's doing a live stream. And uh, she gets knocked out by, I think she gets hit in the head by a lobster. Yeah, it's a frozen lobster. Out, <laughs> and it knocks her in the back of the head and she goes face first into this dude's crotch. And he's and like, he's like tied up like on a bed, dressed like a cop. And he's like yeah. handcuffed to the bed. And her head's like in his underwear. He's shirtless with just a tie. And then yeah. it pans over to a bunch of people relaxing. It's like one guy's like, what the fuck? And then it cuts to Master Roshi with a nosebleed. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Master Oshi, and I'm when we're watching that, I'm like, oh my god, that was amazing, it was Master Oshi, and ah, oh, this movie was just so fucking good. And uh, there was also yeah, a Lupin was, reference. Straight up, the inspector from Lupin is testing yeah. like a lie detector in a booth, <laughs> and then the, yeah. like it, it, he determines it's like not. He's like, I wonder if it's working. He goes, my auntie Bridget turns me on, and it's like truth, and he's like, holy shit, it works. <laughs> <laughs> But we should get into the premise of this movie before yeah, we start talking so, uh, about some of the funniest fucking bits. <laughs> so why don't you tell the lovely people at home the premise of this movie? Basically, this guy calls up uh, Nikki Larson, which is uh, the French name for Rio Saiba, and his partner, uh, Laura, who is uh, Kaori in the anime. And uh, uh, Nikki and Laura go up to try to make some money, you know, after pranking each other in the apartment, which is perfectly on fleek for, like, the the series in general. And they uh, they go up and they're talking to each other and he's like this better be a cute girl. And this like fat old dude sits down. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why why is this not a cute girl? And Laura goes over to him and she's like, cute girls don't pay the bills, buddy. So he's like, whatever. And this fat guy's like, have you ever had like an unrequited love? And then it just cuts to Rio like inappropriately sexually harassing women. <laughs> like there's one at a funeral, one at a wedding. He's he's like uh, my favorite's like a nun. he goes up to a, a nun, nun. There's and he's a like, nun. Yeah. He goes up to a nun and he's like, "Christmas is coming. Let me put baby Jesus inside of you." <laughs> and then it cuts back and he's like, "No." Well, he's like, "Well, my uh, my father got left by uh, my mother, and he made this love potion at the end of his life. And it uh, if you spray it on, and someone smells it, they'll become instantly attracted to you." And he's like, try it. And he sprays it, Rio gets it, uh, sprays it all over, um, all over Cowrie. And she trips and just falls into this fucking random janitor in the park. And he falls in love yeah, with pa- her. Yeah, Paca, or Poncho. Poncho. Who is the best character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best character for sure. But, uh, You know, waifu material right there. My, or Poncho's my waifu right there. Yeah, Poncho is my waifu. But, uh. He uh, goes, and then the the fat guy sprays it on him, and it turns Rio fucking gay. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, this doesn't work. And he's like, he's like, then why are you holding my hand? He pulls his hand away. There was uh, there's one scene uh, linked to that too, where he's driving, and he's like, um, that's not the gear shift. <laughs> and of course, he's grabbing his you know his dick, and Rio's just like, God fucking damn it! I didn't do this on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, so this movie's got like it's it's a French film, so it's you know horny on Maine. It's all, yeah, it's horny on Maine for everything, so it's very entertaining. And I would say anyone who wants like a good laugh, you know, a nice like a, a very visually appe- uh, appealing movie, and you know, just a nice 
you know, chill and have a laugh, definitely check out Nikki Larson. Listen, like, it's there's a slow really scene fucking good. where a dude gets ejected out the front windshield of a car, and it slow mo yes. as this guy like looks at all the yes. people he's racing alongside, <laughs> and then he fucking hits and a sign and just fucking... crumbles at full speed. Yeah, and it has fucking he's flowing or he's flying, and it has "Take <laughs> My Breath Away" playing in the background too. Yeah. Uh no, that was. That was a really funny scene because I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, he's dead. And you see him in, like, a couple scenes later, he's got, like, a neck brace on. <laughs> fucking his face beat to shit. I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> I mean, he's straight up, they straight up, uh, there's this one antagonist in the movie who keeps throwing a ball for his dog. And at the climax of the movie, he throws yeah. a grenade. Yeah. And yeah. then he's, like, ducking behind a console. He's like, why didn't it go off here? Clunk, clunk. And it looks at the grenade, and his dog is sitting on the console laughing at him and runs away as the grenade blows up. So naturally, yeah. this guy, Skippy, who is the one that steals the perfume in this whole kerfuffle by accident, um, mm. starts doing mouth-to-mouth, and then it pans out, and, like, Poncho's compressing the guy's chest while Skippy's doing mouth-to-mouth on the dude's severed head. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, huh, it's not working, I wonder why, yeah, and it pans out, and you just see, like, the head and the body are separated by, like, a good foot or two, yeah. and it's like, ah, 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 and it was like, yes, yes, uh, that was awesome. And for any of you guys that like granny titties, there's quite a few scenes of granny titties. Okay, okay, I, you gotta admit, for a chick who looked her age, her rack was actually really fucking nice. Listen, my age cutoff is, like, 45 and, like, that chick was at least My- 65 on a good day. <laughs> like, that's an old French woman we're talking about here. She's probably had more passes through her than a goddamn interstate in California. She's had more balls passed through her than a football stadium, you know? Just still. She's had, more, know, but still, she's like- had more goals scored than a home game with the Canucks. Oh, man, she, she must have been the village uh, doorknob everyone had to turn. Uh, I don't know. I think she's more like the cheese platter at a party because everyone was passing her around. <laughs> oh, she was the vi- oh, she was the bicycle. Everyone got a ride. Okay, I understand. Uh, she's more like the communal <laughs> hay baler. Everyone's used her once or twice. <laughs> she's like the community butter maker. Everyone had a churn. Oh God, she's like, uh, she's like uh, the bottle opener at the bar. Everyone's cracked one with her. <laughs> Well, now that we've done our letter Kenny segment. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh my god, if, if this doesn't get downloads, I would be shocked. If people don't say Gachi needs to be on the show more often, there's a problem. <laughs> uh, How Talking Anime became much more offensive. <laughs> nice thing How Talking Anime became a letter Kenny podcast. <laughs> I fucking love letter Kenny. I know I do too. I don't like it as much as the Trailer Park Boys, but I have a deep love for letter Kenny. Uh, no, Trailer Park Boys are so much better. Uh, Canadian culture, uh, we are entertaining people. <laughs> Listen, but if you ever buy a muscle shirt, hope your muscles have same-day delivery. That's all I'm going to say on that front. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. So, back to the, the movie. So, yeah, like, uh, this, th- fucking holy shit was this, there's one scene where she's like, you need to go see a therapist. And He's it like cuts the one to with the him. porn pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, what do you see here? He's like, uh, boobs. And he goes, a butt. 
And then and these, goes, are like, these are like naked Rorschach. archers. Before that, the first two are Rorschach images, and the therapist turns around, and it looks, and he's got, like, it's literally just a bunch of naked people with bows. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, no, I didn't realize, because I didn't realize my holiday pictures were on here. Yeah. And, and then, then it, a, co- it, a couple... Yeah, it cuts to, like, a, there's, like, a fight in the... Uh, in, like, a, a hospital where he beats a guy, sets him for asshole hair removal. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And then and then they're, like, leaving with the, the guy they beat the shit out of as they're switching the sign for him. It cuts to the therapist. He's like, he's like, why are you here? And he goes, oh, a small accident. And it, cut, it pans out and his ass has an arrow in it. Yeah. Oh, there were so many, like, really, like, great things. Like, uh, Skippy had the fucking duck gun. Oh yeah, yeah. He, get, he gets this fucking like um, a leaf blower, puts in to reverse suck it, uh, suck, suction, sucks sucks in these little duckies, and he pops in the elevator. There's the tattooed chick, and uh, she's got like the gun pointed to Poncho, and she <laughs> he just starts shooting her with these fucking duckies, and like I think it's like the third one. It has like the fucking CGI like du- super slow mo duck yeah. flying at your face. It was so fucking good. Yeah, and then he kills. Don't give mind. He kills someone with it too. He knocks her over yeah. on a ledge for like twenty stories with this fucking duck gun. Yeah, no, this movie was. Ah, uh, this movie was just a work of fucking art, and like Pamela Anderson plays Jessica Fox, where like the whole reason this movie goes to, I think they go to Nice. Uh, or Morocco. Yeah, it was Morocco for like a live event, and um, her her acting. I mean, it's Pamela Anderson. You know, she's there just for the eye candy, and then Skeepy shows up, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh my god, it's French Borat. <laughs> yeah, it actually felt like a Borat <laughs> scene because he like Skippy is obsessed with her, like Borat was, and I'm like, oh no. And obviously they turned, they made that joke out of, you know, how Borat ruined Pamela Anderson's, like, marriage to Kid Rock and shit, you know? Yeah. But just, like, it was so fucking hilarious. I'm convinced that fucking... entire fashion show scene was just one giant, like, reference to James Bond and Borat. Yeah, and that's what it felt, it very much felt like that. And... Oh my god, her her acting's not the greatest, but her French was actually really fucking good. I'm I'm like, so convinced that she was so like she was so fluent in French. I'm ninety percent convinced they dubbed over her. Uh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way Pamela's that good in French, but like I could possibly understand French. I can speak it hmm. somewhat, but like, my god, was that French fluent? And not like Le yeah. Quebecois <laughs> French either. It was like actually no. good French. Yeah, it was like legitimate French, and it's like I don't think it's. It wasn't even like Quebec French. It was like French French, like France French. Well, I hope. And so. it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, like coming like you know Pamela Anderson being you know Canadian and everything else. Like she'd probably do more of like a French Canadian thing, but I'm no. They had to have overdubbed that shit. But, I know. Fuck, who knows? Like, this movie is just... It was, like, a fever dream. A horny fever dream with 80s action to it. And then the soundtrack, just the city fucking pop soundtrack was so fucking good. Oh, it was phenomenal. Mm. 
Yeah, and another another like really mo- the one moment I really loved was like the big gun scene where they had fucking Jet playing uh, "Want to Be My Girl." Like, oh yeah, that song. You throw that into like a, like a cool moment like that. That song just fits perfectly, you know. Mm-hmm. It it really, yeah. and then they just like cut away for other music bits with characters, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, the only gripe I have uh, is they didn't really play any of the. Um, like openings, but I imagine getting the rights for those were pretty hard with the way Japanese companies yeah. are. But they did get Get Wild in there, which is another great song. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And no, like it was like this is a really good movie. I mean, out of the live adaptations I've seen from anime. Okay, okay we gotta stop manga, here. Was it better than the Ruroni Kenshin? I've seen only clips of it. I haven't actually like fully watched the movie, and uh, I mean more entertaining than the Aroni Kenshin that I've seen. Like I plan to watch the movie very soon, but like this movie was like so much more entertaining. Oh man, I have a deep love for the Aroni Kenshin one, but like the City Hunter one is just so fucking faithful, yeah. and it's so good. Like. The ma- it's the only live action the mangaka's ever liked. And, like, we're talking about the Japanese mm. drama, the K-drama, the, the Jackie Chan, mm. and he's liked this more than all of them. Mm. And it really captured yeah, that aesthetic. Yeah, I, I think that's probably what it was. Like, it captured the vibe of the show itself in a movie, you know? And that's what, you know, that's what, like, a lot of live action adaptations kind of, like, drop the ball on. The one I really did like was I did watch all of the live action version of um, prison school. And that one had the same horny vibes as prison school and just the over the top fucking <laughs> Japanese fucking uh, J drama comedy shit. Man, I hate Jap. Like, I, okay, let me, let me finish that sentence before someone quotes in a context <laughs> where it says, I hate Japs. Uh, uh, I hate <laughs> Japanese acting. I've like, Anything, like, past, like, 1986 for, like, Japanese acting is so shitty for, like, TV shows. Yeah, because it was... That's the one thing I noticed. Like, it was so over the top. Because it's... That's what it is, right? It's, like, it's so much... So much going on. And everyone has to act so over the top to make it entertaining. entertaining. And it's, like... Fuck, man! Just react like you would normally. You don't need to make it an anime live action. You don't need to do the oh, uh? you just need to go. Yeah, you don't need to do that. That's more apt. Just go. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you don't gotta overdo it. Like I've I've seen like spaghetti western samurai movies that the acting was old, but it was so fucking good. You know? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You know, and that's just getting into the conversation of like old movies versus new shit. You know, it's like the old shit's always going to be a little bit more entertaining. But like one of my favorite movies of all time is Escape from New York, and like they did that on a pretty low fucking budget for the time, and it's mm. a phenomenal movie because they didn't. Movies today try to be a little too, too serious or like trying too hard. Where mm. like you could tell the old movies where people are having a good time. Mm. Yeah, that's why I always loved, like, the 80s action movies, because they were over the top, because, you know, most of them had, like, a budget to go over the top, but, like, you could tell, like, the movie 
atmosphere was like very entertaining to be around because everyone was having fun. You know, you have Arnold Schwarzenegger just fucking coming on screen being like, uh, duh, blow the door down or something fucking stupid like that. And he'd blow open the door. He's like, knock, knock. Fun you fact. Know, just shit like uh, that. Did you know Arnold Schwarzenegger can talk completely like Americanized, but he doesn't because no one recognizes him if he doesn't talk with his Austrian accent? I wouldn't be surprised. Fuck the and, U.S. But, I mean, th- th- that's like fucking uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Like, Gilbert Gottfried has, like, a normal voice, but he has to do the over-the-top voice because no one would understand or uh, remember, you know, remember who he is if he didn't have the over-the-top fucking oh, yeah, nasally voice course. that he does. Like, I get that. So, you know. But, yeah, like, um, th- this this movie had very much, like, a fun feel to it. Especially for like an action comedy kind of thing, because you know a lot of action comedies either lean too much to being an action movie or too much into a comedy. I found this one had like a really good balance, but it did lean a lot more to the comedy when it was the comedy moments, and a lot more action to like the action moments. It was like a nice balance between, yeah, compared to something like a Lethal Weapon or a Buddy Cop kind of movie. You know, it really pulled it off. Hmm. Um, on the topic, I feel like uh, we should talk about another show we watched together. Cause it really gives me the same vibes. Dominion Tank Police. Oh, oh fuck yeah. No, this definitely had that fucking vibe. That's for sure. That over-the-top yeah. kind of like, like, let's have some fun here, but let's also play it straight. Mm. Keep in mind, mm. Dominion Tank yeah. Police has genetically modified cat girl strippers that fire rockets into police while doing a striptease. Hmm. And fuck, that was that's another one that I gotta get you to come on to do like an actual proper review for it. Yeah, we gotta like force Sky to watch it. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna slowly just force every time Gotcha comes on. We're gonna force Sky to watch something super fucking cursed and old, just so we can get him to experience good anime. Listen, he he was receptive to Akira, so now it's time to destroy all the good faith of old anime we've built up. <laughs> <laughs> he he always was telling me that oh I I will never watch anything that's like past like 2010 and I'm like sitting here talking about watching like Aroni Ken- Aroni from like the 90s and he has like a stroke on camera about or on fucking mic about it and it's like I like really old anime because it's like the shit I grew up watching and it's entertaining as hell. Oh yeah, um, well like like me and Sky have a bit of rivalry in the Discord where I'll just disappear for a week or two and people will be like, "Where's Gotcha?" and I'll come back just roasting Sky about his hot takes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he'll say something on here and then next thing I know, I go on Discord and I'm looking in the servers and it's just Gotcha fucking just letting into Sky about, oh, so you're talking about Hori Mia, but you don't want to sit and watch the 1996 classic Berserk or like Escaf. Okay, you know what? No, I'm going to go on my soapbox here. I'm standing on my soapbox. I'm standing up. My dick is out. I'm fully exposed to the world here. I hate Horimiya. I think it's overrated. I don't like the characters. I don't like the e-boy aesthetic of the show. If you want a good romance, go watch Escaflone. It's better in every single way, and it's more entertaining, and it's just better. <laughs> now my dick uh... is back in my pants, and I'm off the soapbox. <laughs> Sky's gonna be like coming on next time he comes on, and he's gonna just be like, and I'm gonna have to sit and listen to him bitch him out about you just fucking burying Horimiya from the fucking neck down. Listen, Horimiya got cancelled. That's all I'm gonna say. Escaflone had a beautiful conclusion. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, Listen, it's like so, it's like being in a gang, man. You never want to be the last guy, and Hori Mia is the last guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god fuck. Listen, the publishers had uh, to pull the brakes on that train. <laughs> there was a lot of anime that got canceled this fucking year, holy shit. Listen, oh, listen fuck. I understand like listen, I'm a, I'm gonna go after J D here for a minute from Anime Brothers. Or was it Earthrim? I forget. So one of them's watching fucking Trigun. And listen. Trigun has definitely not aged the best. But I, I forget who, which mm. one of them was talking about it. It was like, I was talking about him in the DMs at one point. I'm, my brain is fried from it. But like, um, I think it was JD. It might have been, you know what, up, across the point. They're talking about Trigun, right? And yeah. uh, and like, they're like, oh yeah, it has an H of best. And I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. And then they, they said something about it that really set me off. What was it? Um, it, it hasn't aged well. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, yeah, an anime that adapted a quarter of the manga obviously isn't going to age well. Because, <laughs> like, Trigun, Trigun started as an anime original, and then it got a manga, and the manga went on, like, three times as long as the anime did. The anime only adapted, like, half the fucking series. It's like Akira. Akira only covered, like, a quarter of the series. Mm. Like, the ending of Akira is, like, I think the half, like, halfway or, like, one-third point through the series. Mm. Man, I fucking I loved Akira. That was, uh, I mean, like uh, the movies that Sky like really worked hard to like get me into like getting Akira on top, like my favorite anime movie. Like it took a lot of work, and like it's still like Akira's still a strong number two fucking anime favorite movie of mine. Mine, so. mine's Jinro, hands down. Yeah. Jinro, and then like, like City Hunter, Shinjuku, Private Eyes, probably. Mm. Which you no, saw I, some I wanna, trailers of. That's I, phenomenal. Yeah, I really want to watch more anime movies so I can like, and I, I'm I'm trying to avoid like the tie-in stuff because I want to watch like legitimate like, you know, original movies, and I want to watch old original movies because I I love the aesthetic of like an '80s anime, an '80s and '90s anime. I love the aesthetic of it. Like it's still, it's not perfect. It's still a little rough at parts. You know, the voice acting isn't going to match the mouths properly and stuff like that. It's, it just reminds me of the anime that I used to watch growing up because I used to watch Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and fucking, uh, what was it? There was one I used to watch all the time, but I can't remember the name of it. Listen, my, it my dream podcast, I've been trying to get in touch with Retro Crush. Like, I've been trying for, like, months now to get in touch with Retro Crush to, like, get them to get some of these movies I know exist, but I cannot find anywhere. And get them on their site. And, like, I want to do... If I could have, like, my own podcast, it would be, like, me, you, probably triple from our Isekai podcast. And then, like, maybe, like, mm. I'd want to get, like, Animac or Briggs or someone like that. Like, someone, like, popular in it. Like, you know, let them take control. Let them divvy up the finances and all that. But, like, get Retro Crush on board. Get someone so we could bring in guests from the industry and talk about, like... Mm. Like retro anime, that would be my dream podcast to put together. Oh fuck! I would if that ever comes to be. You fucking let me know. I will gladly come on and do that because I would love to talk about retro anime. Man, I deeply love retro anime. I do, I do too. I really do. Like a lot of my favorite, like the one I really need to get back into watching and I really love is uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. That's another one I really fucking love. I, I never, 
got into Yu Yu Hakusho. I've tried, but it's just, mm. it never really caught my eye, if that makes sense. Like, it just, mm. you'd say it never caught my Shinjuku private eye. <laughs> but a Dutch. Oh, God, that was bad. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I really like it, don't get me wrong. It's like where it sits mm. with Hunter Hunter, where I like it, I appreciate it, but I don't want to finish it. Mm. <laughs> That's the thing, like, I, I, I like Yu Hakusho so much that I'm afraid to just keep watching it because I'm just going to get into it and I'm going to finish it and then I'm going to feel empty because it's just a show that I like. And I'll probably wind up re-watching it again after I finish it, but... And it's the same with Roroni Kenshin. Like, I'm 20 episodes into it right now and I, I just... I, I'm afraid to binge it because I don't want to finish it and then be like, oh, well, then now what? Yeah, I you know? get what you mean 100% on that. That's why when I'm talking about, like, oh, watching One Piece, that's the nice thing about One Piece is that it's, you know, 900 plus it's episodes. Never gonna I can end. sit and keep. Yeah. When I get into, like, an older anime, like Roroni Kenshin, and it's only got 90 episodes, those 90 episodes are gone. I'm going to be like, now what I'm going to watch? Well, you can read the manga, because you know? the manga's still ongoing. Oh, I'll, I'll probably wind up reading the manga eventually anyways, because that just fits so much into what I love to read, is like the samurai-style uh, manga and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah, fucking... Man, this 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 movie... Let's pull it back into the topic here. Uh, this, this movie it was definitely something. When we were discussing... What to talk about? I was I, I mentioned, hey, let's watch the Roroni Kenshin live action movie. And I'm sitting and there, like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I pull, it, I like, I open my coat, you know, I got no clothes on. I pull out like a like a strange kind of semi wet file and handed it to you. <laughs> and then I'm I'm looking at it, and I'm like, what is this? And I open it up, and it's like Nikki Larson. I'm like, okay, this looks dope. I'm like, the aesthetic looks familiar. And then you're telling me, oh yeah, it's a French live action version of City Hunter. And I'm like, fuck it, we're watching it. Yeah, you know, I, I, like, there's one scene in this movie where a guy gets atomic wedgied by a magnet, a crane hook, and his underwear, yes, and yes, he's swung around yes. while City Pop plays. Yeah, yeah, that was a fucking fantastic scene. One of my favorite scenes is right near the end, where it's, um, the bad guy gets arrested, he's in jail, and they snipe him in the neck with the perfume. And, and all and, the like, big bad inmates like suddenly turn gay towards this guy. And the dog. <laughs> and the prison. The dog, like, too. The guard and the dog. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, no, he's going to get it. It's prison gangbang. Who's going to be the last guy to show up at this one? Listen, forget prison school. I want prison train, because that's about the uh, OAV we're going <laughs> to get for this. <laughs> That's the uh, Pornhub exclusive that you'll get from us, <laughs> yeah. the prison train. Yeah. Starring uh, Van Darkholm and Kazuya Sama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, man. No, this this movie definitely, if you guys want a good laugh, a good action movie, stuff like that. And if you don't mind watching movies with subtitles, or if you want to watch the English dub for this where the mouths don't match the words... There's no Definitely English dub. Definitely check this out. There's no English dub. Uh, I, d- I did find an English dub for it, actually. Oh, fuck. Well, you should have sent me that so we didn't have to watch it on GrowMushrooms.org. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had to sail the seven seasons to find this. The problem is it was on YouTube, and I found it last minute in the middle of us watching it. Yeah. Listen, I'm put like, it this oh, way. Well, the website we are on is called GrowMushrooms.org, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, if anyone wants to check out this movie, I would strongly suggest this. Um, it is a fun, over-the-top action movie with really great cinematography, some really good uh, acting at the acting points where, you know, Listen, it's acting. It's and- hard for a character to pull off the booba meme. <laughs> and they do it <laughs> And it was twice. really good. Oh. And, yeah. No, if anyone wants to check out this movie, I would strongly suggest to check out this movie. And, um, yeah, I, fuck I, I think we just touched about everything. You know, it's the talking anime, uh, ex- you know, this is how we review it. We tell you the premise, and then we just bullshit about it. What so. would you, okay, so I use the 30 rating <sighs> system. Uh, so it's like, okay. it's like, like bad, it's like 0 to 10. Then it's like in the average tiers is like your 11 to 20. And then your 21 okay. to like 30 is your great tiers. Where would you put this? Oh, 25, no doubt. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. If you like, like, it's John Wick if John Wick was funny. I like the action scenes yeah. more than John Wick. Because they yeah. make like this superhuman anime character somewhat believable in them. Mm. Yeah, I know. This, this movie, yeah, definitely following that, that scale, yeah, I'd be a 25 for sure. And yeah, fuck it. Like I said, like if anyone wants to check us out, check it out on the interwebs. Uh, you probably find it on a streaming platform somewhere, but you know, probably like French Netflix or something will probably have it. Probably, I would look, but and, that's too much effort. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Oh, we're only like an hour okay. in here, boy. We still got shit to talk about. Oh, okay. I, I was going to call it here, but if you want to keep going, I, I was running out of things to talk about, but go ahead. All right. What are, Pull us back what in are for this like one. your, uh, some of your favorite, like, tropes? Because I want to talk about my manga a little bit and some shit about this, because this is okay. a good opportunity here. Like, do you have any, do you yeah, want, fuck, do you want yeah. me to, like, kind of sell you on this premise? Okay, yeah, yeah. Try and sell me on City Hunter. Like, I should. Oh, no, no, no. On, uh, re- on Don't Fear the Reaper. Don't Fear the Reaper. Okay. The one All right, on yeah. Let's, talk, let's. Yeah, let's let's talk about the premise of your manga. Yeah, let's kill some time and talk about your manga. So basically, yep. the this series cold opens, right? It has like a cold open, and uh, it, it opens this guy playing chess, like this buff like biker dude playing chess, uh, and you don't see who he's playing with, and he's like, "Well, we wait for this game to finish. Do you want to hear another story?" And you hear from like off screen, a pal comes up and is like, "Sure." And then it cold pans to the guy, like, eviscerated on the ground in the middle of a superhero battle because he was collateral damage. And then it pans back, and then the next panel pans back over, and he's playing chess with the Grim Reaper. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm sold. I'm down. I'm in. I'm in. Tell me me more. Alright, so it kind of cuts back to, like, a few days before. And it shows this guy like he he's going he's on his last day of uh, Japanese high school because he's he's an American motorcycle gang's president's son, and they went to Japan to sell guns to the yakuza. <laughs> and his his stepmom is like uh, like superhumans are kind of a thing in this world like it, it's stated throughout the background of it, and it's like uh, him and his little sister are like walking back and don't worry there's no sister fucking in this, <laughs> but uh, it shows him walking back and he goes in. And uh, he goes through the garage, and you just see his dad with a guy strung up in the background. He's closing the guy's nuts into a double barrel shotgun and blank firing it to try to try to get him to pay his debts back. And he goes into the dojo where it's clearly just Miyamoto Musashi's like great 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 granddaughter kicking the shit out of a bunch of people training them. And uh, it's like imagine this like guy who's basically irrationally good at games and good at fighting. Uh, uh, like hating superheroes because they're like responsible for like his mother's death and got that kind of shit. 
So like he he doesn't like them to begin with. Um but it it goes in and uh you know him and his sister fight and they're clearly like above a lot of people in terms of strength. And so they go to go get groceries and he's riding his motorcycle and his his sister's like riding hers and they're like talking and shit. And then all of a sudden a blast of energy like cuts through and it just severs this guy into like it severs his motorcycle and he goes into a massive crash and is just splattered out. And it, it cuts back to the Reaper and he's like uh, he's like the Reaper's like, This is like the eighth time you've died this month. Do you just like listen, we have a bunch of people that have been evading death too long. Uh, I'll tell you what, every time you beat us in a game, we'll just let you stack up lives and uh you can come back. If, as long as you take care of the people on these lists. And when you're done, you can uh, you can choose when you die. And he's like, all right. And then it uh, it slowly kind of reveals that, like, his father, who's, like, this motorcycle president, is, uh, is, like, Cain from the Bible. So the guy that taught him how to fight, like, fights using, like, by dumping his adrenal glands and, like, severely damaging his body. So, like, this dude, Isaiah, the MC, is, like, horribly damaged already. Like, his body's at, like, 20% of what it should be. So, like, yeah, we'll restore your body to full. And, and the unique thing about, like, this immortal power fighting is he's, like, he's willing to sacrifice a limb. But when he gets killed in a fight, he doesn't, like, regenerate from the corpse. He just teleports, like, three feet away from where he died. So his corpse is still sitting on the ground. <sighs> Fuck, dude. Like, there's uh, one of the first heroes they fight. Because this is all kind of, like, the first chapter, first volume stuff. I'm willing to talk about this. Um... But the the first like uh, hero they fight is like a speedster, but because of how fast he moves, he can't physically process like point A to point B. But because of the muscle like tensioning he goes through when he does that, he's nearly invulnerable when he's running. But when he's relaxed, he's just a normal dude, right? But he has to stop to like make turns or do movements, otherwise he can't um, process it, right? So the um, Isaiah's just like. Come here, big boy. And it, he's like, it reveals he's sewn like cables and fishing wires into his body. So when the speedster runs through, it, like all the cables tension up on this guy. And then when he stops moving, the cables snap back to where they were and just rip him to shreds. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, I would totally read this because um, the elusive samurai that I'm reading right now, uh, it does a lot of like decapitation, um, cutting of like arteries and the characters yeah. like bleed out and shit. Like it's. It's pretty fucking dope. Like I, I love reading the mangas that you know get a little bit more graphical, graphic with like their imagery and shit. Like I would definitely fucking read this. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to work on this, and it's uh, it's gonna be quite a fun series, and I think pretty unique. Like the closest thing I could compare, like I've I've shown my friend like my rough manuscripts, and he's mm-hmm. like he's like the best way I could describe this is if like City Hunter, Monster, My Hero, and Fist of the North Star had like a child. Yeah, when you were telling me about that, I'm like, oh man, so it's kind of like the boys, and now I'm thinking about it, it's like the boys and like some other like, you know, bike or some like other like, like graphic sense of shit. anarchy set set place and like dystope like a realistic my hero. Yeah, no, I I would fucking definitely read that for sure. Yeah, the main character, all he wears is like jeans and a fucking leather coat because at the point of where his body's getting constantly destroyed. Like, the leather coat he can just pick up off a corpse, and the jeans are pretty easy to get. So, he starts carrying a shotgun to, like, blow the heads off of his uh, his dead bodies, so that way <laughs> there's no evidence left. Mm. Yeah, fuck, man. No. And, yeah, like I said, man, if you ever want to 
uh, release it like video wise too. Just let me know. I'll gladly uh, voice in the show too. Yeah, man. I'm. I like. I love those old like ultra violent kind of series, and this is really like tickling that kind of itch for me. Mm. You know, I got. I really want to get into like the older, the older mangas like Berserk, the stuff that you know. It's a lot more you know graphic with everything to it. So yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more questions about what it's like doing it? Because I can kind of go through my process. Yeah. T- tell us. Uh, tell the people at home uh, who are. I mean, there's ba- probably somebody interested in the process of something like this. So uh, yeah, fill us in on uh, your whole process. So the basic idea of how it works is I do a page up roughly on like a sheet of your normal A1, right? I draw my lines and everything. I get it uh, prepped up. I give some artist notes on it for like what I want my artist to do. Um, and kind of, how would I put it? Uh, get set of set the scene, like how you would do stage directions and show where I kind of want the text bubbles added and shit. And then the way it goes from there is... Uh, I, I, I plan that out roughly. I send it to my artists to make sure they can pull off all the scenes I want to do. And they give me like a rough, yeah, okay, this will work. Yeah, no, this won't work. Okay, this will work. Shit like that. Like we, we plan it out there. And then once we get that, I take a sheet of what's called manuscript paper, which you can buy at most stationery stores. And it's just a, just a double-sided sheet of paper, essentially, that um, like would be the size you would get for like a comic or a manga. And I take that... And I, uh, I put all my scenes in that, and then I send that over to my artist, and that's where they draw in their stuff. They send it back, and I kind of give them, like, some to or froms, whatever, and this is backgroundless. And then we work together to find some images we want to, like, rotoscope and touch up together and kind of do final touches on to give it that vibe. And then after that, we clean everything up, do a polished edit of the, uh, of the volume, and we send it off uh, to a publisher after that. Which is the hardest part, is finding someone that wants to publish your shit. Like, I still haven't found mm. one yet. I'm getting my first volume put together before I send it off to my publisher. Mm. Yeah, fuck, man. That's, fuck. I mean, it's it sounds like a lot of work, but it's probably so, like, rewarding when you start hearing... I mean, it's like the same thing for, you know, being you know a podcast guy. A content creator in general, I guess you could really say, is that when we start getting seeing results... You know, people saying that they enjoy our content and everything else. It's so rewarding. So I, I can only imagine it's probably the same thing with uh, doing, like, your own mangas. That's probably super rewarding when you start hearing people say, oh, I really love your content, or I really love what you're doing, you know, keep it up and everything else. And, you know, it's it's great hearing that kind of shit from people, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like that. But, like, I'm not going to see this series done till like, a year or two from now for this first volume to see if it even gets picked up. Because if mm. it gets picked up... I get a bunch of money to come in to split with my artist and split with all the other people I have contracted to work on it. But, like, Mm. if you're not making that first volume, you don't know if it's going to be successful. So you're kind of just working on good faith with people. So you got to really build those intrapersonal skills to... Like, I had to sell my artist on the premise before they even considered it. And even then, they're like, like, listen, man, I really want to work on this, but I have a bunch of commissions and shit to do. So we'll get on it when we get on it. Mm. Yeah, it's like um, it's like the one show that I'm uh, I'm on uh, that I'm voicing in uh, the show called Legacy. They have all these like massive ideas for this show, and it's like, you know, it's like oh, we're gonna put out like um, webtoons, we're gonna put out uh, the show. The show's gonna have spinoffs and stuff, and it's like it's really fucking awesome to hear and being involved in something, you know, that 
has like multimedia kind of shit. So it's 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 really cool talking to like you know other creators of more things than just podcasts and stuff like that. Just hearing about you know their process behind things. It's like my my dream would to get like some voice actors to come on and interview them, kind of like this essentially. Um, you know, trying to get like another uh, perspective of somebody in the industry somewhere that's you know not just content creators from YouTube who do YouTube videos about reviews and stuff like that. You know, yeah, like like I'm a VTuber, like that alone is hard enough to get re- ready because I have to like rig my model, set everything up to be like custom, custom made to me, set my stream audio up custom emotes and shit like you've seen the amount of work i put in just to mm. just to live stream the isekai episodes like there's coding involved mm. in that and it's really rewarding but god it's it's hard to when you're working on something you don't know if it's gonna pay off it's that antsy jittery feeling and it comes down to your passion for the work and your skills and the people you know mm. that's really what it comes down to yeah yeah because i i like when i uh started doing the podcast like i i never knew you know, barely a year in that I would be having like a thousand downloads and now we're at 2000 downloads and everything else. Like I never expected this podcast to get, you know, as semi successful as it is to be where it is. Like it's people, you know, listening and I I'm getting asked to come on and do interviews on other podcasts about my show and everything else. Like I, I, and it's the same with the voice acting too. Like I never imagined any of this stuff that I do, it would get, some kind of traction in some way, you know? Yeah, it's very unique and difficult to, like, set up something that you're so passionate about. And even if it doesn't succeed, at the end of the day, you can be like, I did that. Like, even if my manga, because I'm, I'm sending it in to, like, all the big publishers, it's probably not going to mm-hmm. get picked up. I'm fully aware of that. Like, I'm willing to put money in to self-publish it, but it's still, like an iffy thing you know what i mean like i can get a couple volumes Mm. in my local bookstore doesn't mean it's gonna sell it's just kind of seeing how you do things and seeing how they pay off like i've got a career Mm. i've got a degree i'm working on like i've got a lot of shit i've got i'm successful in life i consider myself successful i make i make money i i'm relatively happy and i'm doing this out of passion but it doesn't mean it's gonna be the thing that skyrockets me, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way. You know, I'm you know I got a job that I love doing. I have a podcast to keep me sane and to talk about all the random ass anime that I'm talk or I watch and read and stuff. And I got the voice acting. Like the voice acting is the thing that I'm I'm hoping takes off that I can do for a living, so I don't have to do a nine to five. But honestly, I'm I'm content with everything that I have. But yeah, sure, it'd be awesome if something I'm involved with creatively gets off and, you know, I can see some kind of money coming in from it, you know? Yeah, well, like, I don't even really care about the money. I just want to put my Mm. passion on the paper. This is something I've been mulling over for the better part of a decade, roughly. And I'm finally at a point where I can actually get it going, if that makes sense. Like, I can can get it onto paper and get it out there even if it's not exactly what i intended it to be mm. yeah no i'm like i said i'm the same way like I, i'm like the the one show i voice in like we have two episodes that are 
they want to release everything all at once, which you know I understand. But there's like two episodes of the show that I'm voicing in that I can show people be like, hey, that is me voicing this character, you know. And it's it's so rewarding when I'm listening to everything that I've voiced in, and it's so rewarding being like, yeah, I did that. That's you know my voice coming out of that character, you know. Yeah, and it's like, it's me, it's my words and ideas on the paper. Like, everyone I've talked about this series with is super receptive to it, because I'm kind of going for what mm. my hero could have been. Mm. That Batman kind of, I don't like using that term, that kind of character that doesn't necessarily have the best power, but he works with it to make it better in a realistic way. His power's not going to evolve through the series. It's it's a straight-up ability he's being given. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, no, like, it sounds like, like, it is 100% something I would definitely love to read, and I would pay money for it, like, for sure. I'll send you a signed copy if it ever gets a physical. <laughs> Sweet. I would gladly, I would promote the living shit out of it. When you have something out, dude, I will gladly promote your When we stuff get the first, everywhere. like, four or five panels out, uh, I've got a lot of people that are, like, super excited for this series and super up mm. to give it a try, so that's what I'm very... I'm preparing for, like, just... I just want people to give it a chance. That's that's what it comes down mm. to. Like, I don't care if you don't like it. Hell, I'll take the criticisms you want, and I'll incorporate them into later volumes if they come to my vision, right? But mm. the issue is getting shit, like, out there. Because there's so much things out there. Like, being a VTuber, I get maybe three, four viewers a stream. I still love having my three, four viewers because that's they're my people, right? I'd rather have a mm. smaller community that likes what I do, like what I do, enjoys the kind of content I put out, than being some super successful like Watch Mojo shill. Mm. That's just, that's the thing with like uh, like Isakard, right? Like we have a very small group of people that listen, but they're people that listen and that enjoy our content and. They tell, you know, whenever it comes up, people tell me, oh, I, I watched, uh, I listened to one of your episodes and I really enjoyed it. And it's like, oh, that's fantastic. You know, it's it's nice having people enjoy it, but it's one of those things that if it gets huge, then sweet, it gets huge. If it's just another podcast, then, it, you know, it's another podcast. It's just something to put out there that can entertain somebody on a bad day you know it's just it's just like my weekly D fix i'm just playing D, drinking a few beers with my friends having a dart exactly running a little story i wanted to make exactly and that's and what's important is that you don't lose your passion like like mm. a perfect example of that is nux taku guy with a million subs right he does a podcast he clearly enjoys he has a successful podcast network did you hear the recent news how he hadn't been paid for four years but he kept doing... No, I did not no, hear that. Yeah, because he's dual citizenship, it fucked up his payment. Yeah. And he couldn't yeah, get I his payment for four years. But he kept making videos because he was passionate about it. Mm. And, I mean, you could see the production value go up in his stuff, which is great. But, like, it's awesome watching a man that loves what he does make something, even if it's not profitable. Mm. Like this manga, exactly. and that's... this manga for me and my artist is just a passion project we're both working on because they like the premise and they like the style I'm going for. It's very 80s kind of like Devilman Crybaby-esque style art is what we're going for. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing about Isekai. Like I didn't, I, I don't, 
I, you know, I do hope that East Side gets huge. I hope it does get, you know, something on the, almost to the lines of like the D and D One Piece, uh, kind of, you know, praise and everything else. But like, Isekide was a hundred percent a passion project that I had an idea of doing. You know, one of my favorite genres of anime is Isekais. And, you know, it'd be really funny to bring uh, a D&D style podcast with the anime isekai feel. And now it's evolved into this, like, awesome sci-fi adventure. You know, I get to live out my fantasies of being, like, Zoro in, like, cyberpunk kind of world. And it, I am 100% enjoying this show and everything. I, I don't expect to get paid to do this stuff. All this podcasting I do is 100% just for the love of podcasting and for the love of putting out content about the shit that I love, you know? Well, yeah, it's like AAA podcast, like our friends over there, because both me and you are friends with Mason and Mitz. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, they've been doing that for, I think, 11 years now, and they don't make, like, a ton of money off it. They just do it to put something out they are passionate about. Yeah, I mean, like, for the longest time, like, from our Patreon, we were making, like, $4, and I'm like, that's cool, I don't really care that we were making some kind of money on it, it was just, it's something to entertain people in some way, you know, and that's, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I hope that, you know, this show and Isekai and anything else that I put out for does, it just entertains somebody in some kind of way, you know? Yeah, it's like that. Like I said, I've been reiterating the point. It's the passion, the drive, and the want to do something that really sets media apart for me. Like, I'll mm. I'll go to a manga or a show, and if I see it's just kind of a standard corporate shell, like there's no passion about it, I probably won't pick it up. Mm. Like, that's why I love shit like Chainsaw Man and JoJo and Voynich Hotel, because they're so weird, and you can tell they were clearly done just as a passion. Like, they're mm. just there because someone wanted to put that story onto paper. Mm. You know, and, that, and that's when I'm, like, I talk to Sky about, like, watching these, like, random fan service animes, you know? It's like, he'll sit there and be like, uh, it's gross, it's fan service, but it's like, somebody made this, and they loved this content enough to put it out, yeah, well, it's like, uh, you did know. you ever hear that interview from the Fire Force mangaka where someone was bitching about his fan service? He's like, well, it's not your fucking manga, is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I got my wife to actually sit down and watch. We watched the first four episodes of, of Fire Force, and she's like, we'll watch this, but let's watch it when we're really stoned. And I'm like, I'm down for that. So... Yeah, it's like City Hunter even. It's got such an aesthetic and a vibe, and the mangaka loves doing it because he's still working on the spinoff to this day. Like, there's an mm. entire spinoff set in a separate universe, and he's still writing it to this day. And sadly, it's never been translated to English, which I would deeply love if it ever got a release in English. Mm. But, like, he's still working on it. I'm, I mean, you can tell when there's, like, people that care enough to keep putting out content for their manga... And then you got, like, mangaka artists that, like, literally drop a chapter, like, once in a blue fucking moon. And when they do, people lose their shit, but then they're just begging for more content. And it's like, if you get an, a guy who's putting out a manga by himself, like Kentaro, it's gonna fucking take... Like, Kentaro yeah. Mira, rest his soul. Like, did you ever hear the interviews? It's like, the reason Berserk started getting so slow is because he... 
like his uh, his uh, editor would be like, "What are you doing?" And he's like zooming in, doing pixels, filling in individual pixels to mm. make sure the art's perfect. Yeah, like there, there's there's manga artists that like when you get a chapter and it takes monthly to come out, that's a great thing because you know the art's gonna be perfect. Unlike something that it comes out on a weekly basis, you know it's going to be perfect because they have an army helping make their content, or this person took a year to make a full cha- or a full volume of a manga. So hey, you can release it, but it's still the fact that there's these guys that that literally like s- kill themselves coming out with these products to entertain us, and it's like everyone's so like savage and rabid they want more and more content it's like they can't physically do this shit you know properly and then still put it out on a regular basis like everyone demands they want you know? well it's like with Oda with one piece he has assistance but anything that moves he draws mm. so like clouds and one piece waves, there's a lot of fucking movement. clouds waves characters facial expressions he does that all by himself boats yeah and there's a lot of detail in the manga. Like I've I've read like a couple chapters of it, and there's like a lot of detailing in that comic or in the manga too. Mm-hmm. And then you get shit like Marvel, where they literally just take pictures and like almost rotoscope it, and like change. They, they literally have CG now that just builds backgrounds for them, and that's why I don't really read Marvel because it doesn't really. Most of it doesn't really have like an aesthetic that I like. After I got more, I got more into manga than comics, and I've never really sat down and read a comic book. I've always been a manga kind of guy when I want to read something that's like a comic. Well, two of my favorite uh, comics are like uh, Preacher and The Boys because they both are so well done, and they're such passion projects. Mm. Mm. And yeah, that's like that. That's the. Th- that's the thing I love is when you can read, watch something, and you know that somebody did it with love and passion because they wanted to put this out. It's like when you watch student films, and it's like, oh yeah, this student film took me 10 years to film because I want to make a perfect movie. And it's like, I can see that it took you 10 years because this movie's amazing. Like Never Hike Alone in the Snow, the Friday the 13th fan movies. Mm. Uh, those were made entirely like just by fans that wanted a continuation of the series but couldn't because of the ongoing legal battle with it. Mm. Oh, and that's another thing that sucks, too, is Friday 13th, the game fucking got squashed because of the fucking legal battles, too. Man, the only experiences I've had in that game are getting called the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, got, I got the odd one like that. Most people uh, disconnected me because, you know, if I played Jason, I was a little too... Uh, too decent at that game but uh yeah fucking um gotcha is there anything you would like to promote uh to the fans listening um give my youtube channel a try if it's not for you i understand um i stream every friday starting now uh about 10 a.m uh pst except for this week i'm going to be moving it to Probably when I get back, because uh, I have to go out of town to go uh, deal with some doctor shit. Um, and then 6 p.m. Uh, PSD, we do the Isekai live streams, which I will probably be doing some uh, game stuff after that. And watch for me around on YouTube. Uh, I do reviews on um, 
older niche OVAs and weird anime and weird media in general. Like, I plan on doing a review of the Jackie Chan City Hunter here pretty soon. Nice, nice. I also plan on doing... Uh, I do have a video I'm working on City Hunter with the boys over at Ronin Refuge. Uh, I did a blind reaction with them. I'm editing down to make into part of my City Hunter series kind of compilation uh, video. But that one's probably going to be a few months out considering I am doing it on the entirety of this series and there's a lot of research that goes into that. Mm. So that one's going to take a long fucking time to make. Yeah, and of course, uh, links below to all of Gachi's things. Whatever he sends me to link out, it will be down there in the description of the show notes uh, and everything else. I'll make sure to link my OnlyFans. Uh, yeah, if you want to catch uh, Gachi and his OnlyFans, uh, of course, the link will be down below as well. You uh, know. They're not as tasteful as Ryo Saiba's pictures from that fucking movie, but uh, <laughs> you know what? I can promise a, uh, a man in a banana hammock. And then that's all we can ever ask for in life. And with that being said, uh, you all have just listened to the hashtag best worst anime podcast round. I have been Mitch. I have been Gachi. And remember, do drugs, sell drugs, and support legal prostitution. <laughs> and with that note, uh, we love every single one of you. Thank you for listening. I will see you guys next time on Talking Bye, everyone. And you'll see me next time on Isekai, where things get a little more wild than they were. I guess you could say you could get wild and tough. Bye, everyone. And, of course, and of course, ending uh, there, uh, we'll have the wild uh, song in there, too. But we'll end recording right here. Bye.